Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio here today on February 16th. My name is Gage Sutton here alongside Jacob Aromi producing, handling the boards, and we got Justin Brown co-hosting for today's episode. Today we're going to talk a little bit about some San Marcos High School basketball, talk some Texas A basketball, and then preview the NBA All-Star Weekend. But before we get to all that, let's start to Justin for a word from our sponsor. Thank you, Gage. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. All right, guys. Well, let's get this show started. And like I said, let's start with some San Marcos high school basketball. Let's start with the girls basketball team who last night suffered a loss against the C- against Cedar Ridge, 57-47. to their playoff game, playoffs are going to end a little early for them, but we kind of saw this coming after the kind of the, I guess, inter, I don't, I'm not sure what to call it. I guess the scuffle that happened um, that night and we saw two suspensions, the altercation is the right word. (laughs) Um, And we, we saw two players suspended for that. Obviously came back to hurt them um, because at the end of the third quarter, this team was up. So, you know, Obviously not the way you want to end the season, but I kind of want to get y'all's overall thoughts on it. I mean, this is the first he- uh, first year of new head coach Jermaine Irvin. I think he did a great job of turning the program around and uh, really helping them excel uh, and, you know, just kind of got a bad break at the end. But overall, what do you guys think? Um, yeah, they're losing a good amount of seniors this upcoming season. I believe Angelina Sotelo, as well as uh, Dee Dee Pearson, a couple other girls are uh, going to be leaving now but uh besides them i still think they have a strong core ezra tobias uh has had an amazing season she's just a freshman so a lot of time for her to grow as well as uh yeah just overall i think even though they come out with the loss last night it was a successful season in my opinion and i think that they can grow on that and and you know uh, get better in the future yeah i really agree with that jacob i think um You know, Ezra Tobias, she has performed quite well on the basketball court, and she'll continue to do that. And she has so much room for improvement, especially in the offseason as the years go by. And Coach Irvin did do a really good job. It's just quite unfortunate that that they had that scuffle before playoffs. It really throws off your chemistry. You know, you're playing without some players that are always on the court, and that affects the chemistry, especially in the playoffs where it's so crucial to have. And it really, truthfully, led to that 10-point loss. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but, you know, heat of the moment sometimes. You just got to deal with it and move forward. That's really all you can do. And luckily for Coach Irvin and uh, the rest of the Rattlers program, I think that the future is just looking bright in general. Uh, I mean, I think you bring in a great staff to help these kids develop and become great athletes and great people in their communities, too. So um, speaking of which, I think we should talk about the men's, uh, the boys basketball team who also unfortunately got a loss last night to Westlake, but this was a regular season game. We still got playoffs uh, for the San Marcos Rattlers. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Oh yeah, I use that. Me? Sorry. Playoffs. <laughs> so we can win a game. But the playoffs are now here, and Coach Miller again he, he, in his first season too, taking this team to the playoffs is going to be. It's going to be pretty fun. I mean, we've seen them 
have a, a the best season they've had in maybe years. ten years. Yeah. yeah, and you've got the guys. I mean, Malik Presley, Caden Gums, those guys. You know they're dependable. But let's talk a little bit about it. What do you guys think about their playoff run? How far do you guys see them going? I've seen them going quite far. I think Caden Gums is doing really well. Malik Presley is is killing it as well. I mean, Caden um, Gums had 19 points yesterday. Malik Presley had 13, I believe. And they really know how to put it down, get the ball in the net. And they had a lead in this game. It wasn't a complete blowout. In the second quarter, in the seven minutes left, they had a five-point lead. They were doing good. And they kind of surprised Westlake with their, their energy on the court early on. And that's how you beat a team like that. They get up, they balloon to a huge lead. They run that clock. And that's how they usually win. But we had an opportunity to take that lead. But going into playoffs, you know, this is adversity, what they face. They've faced it multiple times throughout the season. And Coach Miller knows that. And he knows what practice today and the next days before the game Tuesday, their first playoff game, it's going to be about we cannot think about the loss we just had against Westlake. We have playoffs to win now. We have teams that are not Westlake that we can definitely beat. They have a good offensive plan, and I think Malik Presley and Kaden Gums are going to get it done. Yeah, and I think, just to kind of add on to that, I think, like you said, had it against Westlake, you were right there, but I think what the Rattlers still need to find is kind of that, okay, we're playing against a team that's better than us, talented, talent-wise. You know, Obviously, Westlake's got Jaden Greyhouse. We saw how amazing he was last night. And, I mean, when you play against these teams, you just got to match the energy throughout. They matched it all the way to the second, all the way into the first half. But as they came out from the locker room, there just was something missing out there for the Rattlers, and we saw it on display. So, uh, yeah, I, I just. I want to see somebody else step up. I think, of course, you have Caden Gums, who's going to be a top scorer, as well as uh, Malik Presley. But, but somebody like Caleb Williams or Abel Trevino, who's also in the starting lineup, uh, hopefully, you know, can kind of get a spark plug. The next score behind uh, Gums and Presley last night only scored about three, and I think it was a three-way tie between Trevino, Williams, and DeLeon off the bench. So I would just like to see kind of like a spark plug from one of those other guys to try and you know, boost, boost the offense for the Rattlers and don't just have it sit on Gums and uh, Presley. Yeah, I mean, we've seen big performances from these guys, but, you know, we've, we've seen them come in spurts because we saw Abel Trevino have a really great game against Lake Travis and help them get the win there uh, by hitting a couple three-pointers. And we've seen Caleb Williams have some really big moments. And unfortunately right now for the Rattlers, missing Mateus Perkins. And I think that's ultimately what it boils down to right now because... You know, you've got Jordan Mendoza, one of the only two seniors on the team starting at center right now. But besides that, you really don't have another legitimate five position on this team. Uh, your next tallest player is Malik Presley, and he should not be playing the five. But, I mean, Coach Miller's just kind of dealing with the cards that he's dealt, having to kind of mess around with the lineups and hope that they don't see a team that's got the same amount of length and athleticism that they saw against Westlake yesterday, because if so, it's going to be a long night. I mean, what Westlake has is very rare. Very rare. I think, uh, I mean, of course they're going to see, you know, some something along those lines. When you talk about a team like Lake Travis also has a lot of length, a lot of height. Not on Westlake's level. Not many high schools are on that level, but I'm sure they're going to see more playoff teams, especially in the earlier rounds, more on the Lake Travis level. And uh, coming away with a win against Lake Travis at Lake Travis last week uh, should definitely give them, you know, that, that that good mojo going into playoff time. Yeah, and now, you know, something that we can keep into consideration too is that, you know, obviously next year San Marcos will not be playing in this district anymore. But maybe Coach Miller. Coach Miller has been associated with Lake Travis and Westlake for a while, knows the coaches, has been around the programs. He did some scouting there while he was at Laterno. 
you still I think that it wouldn't hurt to keep these teams on your schedule just to play them and kind of see because I mean realistically these are the teams that if you do make a deep playoff run next year or this year these are the teams you're going to be seeing in the final four so like you know take your time to prepare yourself the first couple rounds of the playoffs are tough but they're not that tough so if you're playing teams against teams like that and you're able to pull out a win against a team like Lake Travis I mean that's when you think anything's possible at that point yeah, I, I completely agree. I think they should keep Westlake and Lake Travis in their schedule um, because I truly think that Westlake and Lake Travis are like the, the benchmark here for basketball in this area. You know, if they're the gold standard, okay? <laughs> Your basketball program will be compared to them. And if you get a win against a powerhouse team like Westlake, it means a lot, especially to your team, to your boys, and to the city of San Marcos Hey, as well. football, too. I mean, it, let's just talk about just how great Westlake and Lake Travis have been. And just at every sport, they do a really good job of developing those kids. And, I mean, got some other factors. But, uh, I mean, you just look at San Marcos, and I think they're on that same track, too, because uh, what I talk about with Lake Travis and Westlake is that homegrown kind of, like, everyone plays together. Everyone who's at those high schools, they all play together from since elementary like school. Five. Yeah, since they're five years old, they play all the way through and they get the same training. They get everything all the way through their entire careers. That's why Coach Walsh came to San Marcos because in San Marcos, there are only two high or two middle schools that feed into this one high school. So all these guys are playing together from an early age. They know each other. They have a relationship. So when he goes in there, all he really has to worry about is getting them physically ready to play, mentally ready to play. And we're seeing the benefits being reaped right now. Definitely. I mean, a very successful basketball season so far by both uh, boys and ladies, uh, you know, going into the playoffs for both teams and pretty comfortably in the playoffs for both teams. And uh, you know, it ended. It didn't end the best for the Lady Rattlers last night, and let's let's hope to see uh, the the boys. You know, make a run at it. Absolutely. Well, you guys can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube to keep up with all of this information, and uh, we'll keep you updated on when the San Marcos Rattler boys basketball team will have another playoff game, and give you the information as it becomes available. But. We're going to take a quick break, but on the other side of it, we'll be talking a little bit of Texas State men's and women's basketball. And like we mentioned in the pregame, or I get pregame, I, I'm still in broadcast mode. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we'll talk a little bit about the All-Star Weekend. But besides that, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio. My name is Gage Sutton, alongside Jacob Aromi and Justin Brown. And right now we're going to come back, talk some Texas State men's and women's basketball. And I think for this segment, we can just kind of talk about how great both of these teams have been because, you know, they're going to play. They got their matchups tomorrow. and We'll preview those individually. I think we'll go to each one of y'all and kind of see what we think. But both teams on a five-game winning streak, really finding their stride. Texas State first in the conference. Uh, Texas State men's team first in the conference, women's third. I mean, this is pretty much what what you wanted to see if you're a Bobcat fan and putting on that agenda that I think Texas State is a basketball school. But as we continue forward through the show, what do you guys think? Uh, no, I definitely agree with that, especially right now that it's a basketball school. Uh, the men's team is stellar right now. I mean, each and every single one of those wins have been pretty pretty convincing and a pretty comfortable win for them. And, uh, and looking at the women's side of the ball, they've, you know, especially in that last game against Louisiana that I called the, you know, they were down by 10 with about two minutes left in the game or three minutes left in the game. It, it shouldn't, you know, they should have come out of that game with a loss, but it's that, you know, kind of grit and determination from them that has kept them in the win column. 
Yes, I completely agree with that, Jacob. Um, this men's team, they're on a five-game win streak, as we mentioned. They're first in the standings, but they're also first in a few other stat lines. They're first in field goal percentage out of the whole Sunbelt Conference. They're first in three-point percentage for the whole Sunbelt Conference and free throw percentage. Last time I checked, getting the ball in the net is how you win a basketball game, <laughs> and that's something this team has done. And, you know, that leads to their five-game win streak. We have the number, we have the third-best scorer in the Sunbelt um, with Caleb Asbury. But this women's team as well on a five-game win streak, and I think the person you can credit for this five-game win streak on this team is Kennedy Taylor. Always, Everyone's mentioned Deja Hood. She's great scoring, but Kennedy Taylor, last game against ULM, she tied or led in all five stat lines. She tied in scoring with the most points, 16 points. She tied in the assists for most sits with six assists. She had the, uh, my apologies, six rebounds that was. She had the game-leading assist with eight assists. She had the game-leading steals with three steals, and not to mention the five-foot-three guard led in blocks with two blocks. And Point God. Yes, point God indeed. This team, <laughs> this Texas State team, the women's team is first in assists per game and I don't think you can credit that for anyone else but Kennedy Taylor. She's first in Sunbelt with assists. She's ahead of the second place but by 53 assists. Oh and not to mention she's getting it done with minutes played as well. She's ahead of the second place spot in minutes by 146 minutes. She is first in minutes per game as well. So with that information what would you like to say, Gage? Oh, Justin, you were getting me fired up because I feel, I feel an agenda coming on and I love it when we get agendas in this in this studio right now. I think we're going to push one tonight. And here's mine. Kennedy Taylor. Okay. Best player in the Sunbelt Conference. And she should be awarded at the end of the at the season. 100% I, agree. I like it. I like it. It's uh, it's going to be hard. I mean, she, they're going to look at it and say, you know, she doesn't even lead her team in points per game. And that's a big stat. But I, every you, other aspect. Every <laughs> other aspect, like you just said, uh, she's definitely getting it done. And even with, you know, the stats that doesn't even show on the stat sheet you know she's just a leader she keeps her team going and and has had an incredible season and an incredible past five games uh leading to this win streak yes kennedy taylor i was there at that ulm game at the uh, the honor of broadcasting it with joey and um when i was there i didn't see kennedy taylor even take a sip of water she led the game in minutes she had 40 minutes that game she doesn't take a break she's playing it on defense she's one of the best deals in uh, stealing players in the league she's fourth in steals in the league and not to mention she can steal it right she'll take that Ball. But when she goes on the fast breaks, most players, most selfish players, they're going to go right up to the rim and, you know, take a bad shot sometimes. No, she's assisting it. We saw her do behind the back pass to Denasia Hood, not even looking. She's ahead by the assist total of any other Sunbelt Conference player. She has the first place spot with 6.4 assists a game. The second place spot is 5.1 assists a game. And she's 53 assists ahead of anyone else in the league. I think. What you said, Gage, is completely true. She is the Sunbelt Conference Player of the hey, Year. Start, start posting it. Start yelling it out. Put it in the newspapers because it is true. If you're watching the same basketball we are here at KTSW, you got to see the importance in Kennedy Taylor. But looking at it kind of from a broader view, I think there is more than just you know Kennedy Taylor. I think there's a common denominator between both of these teams. And I think it's three main factors. You've got great head coaches on both sides. Coach Terrence mm -hmm. Johnson has done a great job in his second year so far. And then you've got the tenured coach Zenere Antoine, who, I mean, we know what she can do. And then you got your players. I mean, we mentioned Caleb Asbury for the men's team, but you've also got Isaiah Small, who plays really well when he's on the court. Mason Harrell. Uh, I think Nigel Caesar has stepped in and played a, some yeah. really good minutes. Drew Drennan. I mean, we can just keep going on with this men's team. And same with the women's team, because we mentioned Denasia Hood. Ja'Kayla Bowie is really good. Lauren Thompson. I mean, it's a combination of the roster, the coaches. But not only that, it's about the fans. 
Yeah. And the fans are doing a great job of getting out to Strahan and giving these Bobcats something to play for. So Thursday night, tomorrow night, make sure y'all pack out Strahan Arena, go support that team, and uh, we'll get it going. Well, you know, it's going to be the whiteout tomorrow in Strahan Arena. They are trying to uh, to break the attendance record at uh at Strahan Arena, trying to get the most people in Strahan at once for one game. So 6,582. It is a whiteout game, so make sure that you are wearing all white. And uh, let's, let's watch the Texas State basketball team get a dub. Yeah, let's, let's watch them do that. I mean, if, if you're deciding whether or not to go, just think. You could be that 6,000, what was it, 6,682? third person yeah. <laughs> to break the record you could be that one you could make history so everyone get out there go support them but before you go support them tomorrow at 4 p.m at uh at softball at the softball park and san marcus your softball team is playing their home opener against a number 112 ranked nationally uh organ Ooh, the Oregon Ducks coming to San Marcos, Texas. Yeah, softball is currently starting off the season two and one. Their two wins both come in against New Mexico State. Both of them ended in five innings because they outruled them. I think they won like 14 to two and then like 12 to two or something like that. And then they dropped them to Oregon State in their last game. But yeah, softball is back here in San Marcos. Then you got that game on Thursday for men's basketball. And then Friday, right after that, we got a, a baseball game here in San Marcos. So it's a- what a time to be alive. Hey, it's a great time to be a San Marcos uh, fan, San Marcos student here. So just go out, enjoy it, support these teams because, you know, they really do care about the community, the Rattlers, Bobcats. Uh, just go out and support. But as we move forward through the show, this is something I've been wanting to talk about all week. I'm really excited for the All-Star Weekend. This is something I, I feel like the basketball the NBA basketball season really starts to pick up after all-star break and when the all-star game happens you know you got some of those like crazy storylines and we've got a couple of them with James Harden and Ben Simmons switching teams and Kevin Durant not drafting James Harden on his team which is hilarious by the way um shout out Jared Allen too replacing James Harden in the all-star game deserves it um but I kind of want to get y'all's takes. My favorite events of these are the three-point contest, the dunk contest, and obviously I think the game is a lot of fun to watch now that they changed the rules a little bit. So let me get y'all's takes. Let's start with the three-point contest. Who do you think will walk away victorious? We got the competitors of Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, and Trey Young. I'm excited for this three-point contest, and there's one reason, and he's one of those eight players, and that's Carl Anthony Towns. What an amazing season from this big man, and for a big man to be in a three-point contest, it's kind of something that we don't usually see here in the three-point contest. I think he has the ability to get it in the net, especially from three-point land. He is, I think, second in three-point percentage right now for a big man or even first I'm not completely sure but I've seen him get games where he has over four threes five threes he can play it he can get those three pointers down but obviously we have Fred Van Vliet here and I'm excited for him as well he's a second round pick Um, he never really uh, we, you know, we haven't seen him in the All-Star game, I don't think, before. This is nope. his no, first time appearing, and it's amazing for him to be in this three-point contest and play against Trey Young, CJ McCollum, Zach Levine. So what do you all think as well? Um, I'm looking at it right now. I wouldn't be surprised if players like Desmond Bain or Luke Kennard kind of come out and make a run for it. But I think, I think I'm going to take Zach Levine on this one. Wow. Which I, I already think is impressive enough. How What was it? Probably four or five years ago, he won the dunk contest, and I was in the three-point contest. I don't know how many players in history have won both, but uh, I would I would, 
I would uh, say maybe add Zach Levine to the list after this weekend. You know, I think Zach Levine is a great player. I don't know if he's the best shooter on this list, though, because... You just got to get hot, though. Yeah, it is It is about getting hot, but I really don't think there's anyone that gets hotter when he's shooting from... When he's shooting hot, there's no one who's beating Trey Young. I think Trey Young is my favorite to win this. I would love to see Carl Anthony Towns representing for the big men. Um, but another dark horse candidate for me is Patty Mills. Um, I think Patty Mills is a very underrated three-point shooter. He can knock them down with the best of them. And uh, he's a veteran. So I'd like to see him also come away the win. But let's move forward now to the slam dunk contest, which I am very excited for. Got some young, exciting athletes here ready to uh, take the court on Saturday. And uh, it consists of Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, and Juan Toscano-Anderson from the Golden State Warriors. So, guys, who do you all have here? Who would you like to win? Let's hear it. Well, me being from H-Town and a Houston Rockets diehard fan, even though we're like last in the league right now and standing, I have to go for Jalen Green. The rookie is very explosive. I've seen multiple times where you can get in the air from the free throw line and throw it down on your head. And I wouldn't be surprised for him to make some nifty little dunks to see. But also, you know, Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin is slamming it down for the Knicks quite often on the fast break. And alley-oops are a common thing. He goals on it, scores on as well. But um, I'm really excited to see Jalen Green. I hope he runs away with it. Um, I think I'm going to take Cole Anthony. I'm taking him just because I, I really like to see the smaller kind of guards go up and, and slam dunk and dunk contest. I think they do a really good job. And, of course, you said Jalen Green. But I don't have multiple people taking Jalen Green. So I'm going I'm to go with Cole Anthony, and I think he's going to stun some people. You know, I'd like to see, I would be cool with any of these guys winning. I think they're mm-hmm. all really fun basketball players. But if I had to go with my gut, I think I'm going to go with Obi Toppin just uh, for the reasons that Justin mentioned. I mean, just a freak athlete. We've seen him throw these dunks down in game. So I can only imagine what he's going to do on an open court, um, having people throw passes off to him. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, before we move on to the actual all-star game and kind of talk about the rosters and some of the players that we'd like to see, I'd like to present an argument, or I guess not an argument, I'd like to present an idea okay. for the All-Star Weekend. Do a one-on-one tournament. Let's yeah. just get it over with. Let's let's see the top eight players, put some money on the line, and let these guys go one-on-one, first to 11, first to 15, something like that. That's what the fans want to see. Yeah, I'm, I, think, I think NBA is doing All-Star or... Pro Bowl or how, whatever you want to call it, I think they're doing it the best out of any uh, organization. MLB does a really good job yeah. with the home run derby and everything, but uh, NBA with all these different events, I think at one point it was better when you had bigger stars doing stuff like slam dunk contests. But I, I wouldn't be. I think in order for one of you ones to work, you have to get big names to do it. And yeah. I know that's been a problem, a huge problem for the dunk contest, just because guys don't want to get hurt. And so you don't have the biggest names in the dunk contest like you once had with, you know, Jordan against Hakeem and all that. And uh, but I think if you have a one v one contest and you are able to get big names, like who right now would not want to see, like uh, a Harden Westbrook one v one? Like I think we all know who'd win right now because you know like Westbrook kind of not even playing. But it's my point is it's just it. It'd be fun. There's oh. a lot of there's a lot of, of beef going around in the NBA. A lot of players aren't happy with some other players, and so uh, you know, I uh, the storylines and the storylines. I also think that NBA players have a lot of ego. Yeah, and so you know, kind of want to put that on the line. You know, putting them up against each other. But Justin, let me hear you. Well, 
to bring we're gonna I'm gonna add on that obviously, but I like what you said earlier, Gage, that after the All Star break, this is when you know NBA starts to get really exciting, and I think the reason why is because now all of Americans are done watching football. We saw how that ended with the Rams and Bengals, and now they're coming over to the NBA, and this is the great showcase that they put on on the weekend to show people, hey, this is our other league in America, and it's amazing. It's one of the best leagues in the world, and I completely agree. I think the one v one contest would be quite exciting to see. I would love to see Giannis if KD was you know Giannis not, and KD. Giannis and KD would be crazy if he was, you know, hey, not injured. Giannis is locking him up. Yeah, let's be honest. Oh my gosh, Giannis would <laughs> devour everyone on a one v one. I would love to see that, or like a king of the court, and just let's see all these hey. all stars try and take a shot at Giannis. Hey, I don't know. KD's burner is going to find the KTSW sports account and oh, tweet yeah. at us later. <laughs> <laughs> I think KD's going to win. Yeah, that I one. think KD would beat Giannis. <laughs> totally. No, but uh, just you know, good times at the All Star break, and uh, honestly, like, Jacob is a hundred percent right. I think the NFL could definitely take some pointers from that. I think the NFL should just move to like a seven on seven format. I feel like they were already playing touch football anyways. Um, But that's a conversation for a different day. Let's talk a little bit about these rosters. First off, who's your favorite player on this roster? Who do you, who are you glad to see here on the all-star roster? And I guess prediction for who do you think you will win? Well, LeBron has yet to lose a game as a captain. And and if you look at this team right now, you would think it's going to keep being that way. If you have Giannis and Curry on a team, well, I think it's already a wrap. And you put the king of the league, LeBron, in there. You know, it's and, it's, it's and a, Jokic, and, and, Jokic. And, and Demar, and, and Demar. It's like the whole starting lineup is like could be MVP candidates. Yeah, yeah. Demar's had 282 points in his last six games combined. So that's quite crazy. But the, my player that I'm most excited for, and I'm so happy to see him on an all-star roster, is John Morant. He's well-deserving. He's averaging 26.4 points a game, 6.9 assists, and 5.9 rebounds. And he's showing why he's an all-star this year. He likes to say, welcome to the dark, is his little slogan. It's because he's saying, well, welcome to the dark. You haven't been able to see what I've been doing in the dark, the practice I've been doing in the dark, the things I've been doing in the dark. It's not it's not seen on TV. My practice, my grinding has been seen, and it's, it's well-deserving for him to be an all-star I'm really excited to see him perform. Yeah, I'd probably say John Moran is easily my favorite player in the league uh, and has been for a while or since he probably came into it. So I'm happy to see him. A couple other players that I'm just excited to see are on it. Uh, Jason Tatum. I've been a big fan of the Celtics. They're now on a hot streak, I believe, like a 10-win streak or something like that. And they haven't been really looked at a lot. They started off really slow, especially with the new head coach this year. But Tatum has been continually doing his thing and he's got that starting spot against Wiggins and I'm sure he might cook him up but another player that I'm I'm just happy to see on the team is uh, Darius Garland I think Cleveland having their season has been incredible for them and a big part of that has been Darius Garland and I'm glad he got that recognition I love the guard play in these and the young guards is really what stands out to me I think the future is in bright, is in good hands with John Morant, uh, Darius Garland, as you mentioned, but a couple other guys I want to bring up because they were two uh, of the replacements who I think should have made it in the first place. LaMelo Ball from Charlotte and DeJounte Murray for the San Antonio Spurs. I think both of those guys have had tremendous seasons uh, offensively, and DeJounte Murray defensively is one of the best defensive guards in the league. So... I, I just love seeing the Spurs represented too. It's been a it's been a minute <laughs> since uh, our golden days of Tim Duncan and uh, Tony Parker and Monty Ginobili. So it's nice to see that you know things are trending in the right direction. We got Dejounte Murray in there, but I guess final thoughts. Do you guys think who do you think will come out victorious here? 
Team, team LeBron. Team LeBron is going to come out victorious. And uh, who's going to be the all-star MVP? You know, we have one of those every year when the all-star game. Who's going to be the all-star game MVP? What are your thoughts? Giannis. Giannis. Well, yeah, Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. <laughs> I'm going to say LeBron or Durant wins it. Just, you know, we want to have a little bit of a little bit of. Uh, I don't think Durant's playing. No, well, Durant's team is going to win it. Oh, Durant's that's team what, is going to win it. That's what okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to say. I was like, Whoa. And for MVP, I think I'm going to. Uh, I'm. Gonna, I think I'm going to give it to Joel. Joel has had an, hey. an incredible season, and I wouldn't be surprised if, like Anthony Davis, a couple years ago, he just goes a big goes off in the All Star game and, and gets the MVP. Yeah, I mean he'll get it if he played better than he did yesterday when they lost by forty eight points, or no, was it thirty eight points against the Boston Celtics? So uh, <laughs> yeah. hopefully he can get it if he plays uh, better than that. Actually, I'm going to change it right now because I just saw the roster. John Moran MVP. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> I'm just, I think John Moran's going to have a showcase, put on a bunch of dunks and stuff, and he's going to have a great time. Well, it's going to be a great time regardless. Do a quick weather update real quick. In San Marcos, it is 66 degrees and cloudy with a high of 77 and a low of 56. We're looking at a high of uh, 74 tomorrow and a low of 39 with uh, some light winds. So just uh, a little bit gloomy weather. Just make sure you guys are taking care of yourselves mentally and uh, go out and support your Bobcat and Rattlers. They're going to be... all in action this weekend, right? Uh, anything else you guys want to say before we wrap off this show? Uh, no, just have a good day. Have a very good day. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Bobcat Radio. Again, it's been Gage Sutton, Jacob Aromi, Justin Brown. And thank you guys for listening. We will catch you all in the next episode.